Welcome to Machine Learning, How the World Works. The, par <coughs> the Paradox of Tic Tac. Over Michigan, a unidentified, a unidentified aerial object was shot down. The official statement was the object was octagonal in, sh in structure, unmanned, and traveling at 20,000 feet. There was no indication of surveillance capabilities. One of the problems that the fighter pilots had with visual contact is they're moving very fast. And you only have a split second to take a, a look at the object. And perhaps they were able to take some photographs, but that, that hasn't been released to public. And there was no indication of surveillance capabilities, which meant that it wasn't emitting radar signals or other electronic signals that could be detected. And one of the interesting things about this object is originally they said it was spherical, or excuse me, cylindrical. It was a cylinder, and it was hoovering at... 20,000 feet. Now the question is, is why would they use 20,000 feet when in actuality it was at 40,000 feet according to another report uh, by the military? Well, if it's hoovering in the air, the probably the maximum height that a helicopter could go was 20,000 feet. So if you're talking about some sort of propeller blade, a propeller uh, lift, the maximum height that it would, could probably achieve is 20,000 feet. Now, if you look at Mount Everest at 28,000 feet, rescues cannot be done in the, in the dead zone. That's where the atmosphere gets very thin, uh, where the air is about 30% of what it is at, ground, at sea level. And so in order to get lift in those in thin atmospheres, it would take a tremendous amount of power. Um, and so if it were chemically-based power, it would have to have a very big engine. If it was electric-based power, it would have a lot of weight in order to generate the lift necessary to achieve those heights. So I think feasibly 20,000 feet was the, 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 probably the believable height. So it was, um, that's, that's where I think the official story stands. It also was octagonal, and it's said to believe to have strings hanging off and no discernible payload. Why would it have strings hanging off of it? Well, if it was a, connected to a balloon, the balloon would have been lift, keeping it um, uh, to a certain height, but if it had been, all the strings had been cut, and it's suspended in air, then how is this being suspended in air? So the other thing is, is if it were a UFO, how did it get shot down? 
because in the history of UFOs that they there isn't they didn't have success in downing a UFO they they could move out of uh view or they could jump through time space and so if you've watched uh, any of the accounts of UFOs they're very fast they're hard they can't be hit so how was it that this was hit well maybe it was not a was a UFO that wasn't functioning properly is one thought now the report was is that the missile that hit the uh, UAP was fired from an F-16 at 2.42 local time or 19.42 GMT time. And it was a, uh, a seek, heat-seeking heat AIM-9X missile. Well, so then the question is, is why did the first heat-seeking missile miss this UAP and the response was is that the the UAP was small and it was difficult to get the heat signature and therefore the first missile missed but the second one didn't okay but there's other information that suggests that something was scrambling the electronics interfering with the electronics and that was uh, may have caused a problem. And so when the the pilots realized that there was something interfering with the first missile's electronics, then they adjusted the wep- their weapon to maybe detonate before it got within a certain proximity of the object. That's what I think might have happened. Well, and then the subject... The idea is, where did this thing come from? Where did this UAP come from? Did it come from over Lake Huron, it appears? And they said, well, yeah, it was the same object that appeared in Montana the day before. And it forced the closure of airspace and the scrambling of jet plane, uh, military jets there. So then they, they were watching it, and the radar picked it up again Sunday over... Um, Michigan. So in this time period between the prior day and then the time it appears over Lake Huron, it's not there. So where did it go? Is it in another space-time dimension? Or um, is the radar not calibrated correctly to pick up its movement? Well, and then there was this discussion about how NORAD had to recalibrate its uh, instruments to be looking for these small objects that are moving through the air, airspace. And so it is implying that the, there was instrumentation uh, calibration that needed to occur in order for them to pick it up. And when they did, they, they find it over Lake Huron. Interesting. The object was, quote, decommissioned or destroyed over Lake Huron by a pair of 148 fighter wing Bulldogs F-16 CMs. 
The fighters launched uh, from Madison, Wisconsin around 10.30 a.m. So they flew then to the site, and by 2.45, they destroyed it. There was also KC-135 tankers and E-3 AWAC radar planes from Oklahoma involved in the operation. So the part, part, reason the pilots said it was difficult to get an understanding of was is that the object was moving very slow and they were relative to their jets. It was small, it was slow, and it was challenging to hit. Definitely smaller than a car is what the pilot said. And then later on, one of the pilots said it seemed to be the size of a four-wheeler, so even smaller. Uh, so it's a hoovering craft about the size of a four-wheeler between a car and a, and a four-wheeler. Um, the Pentagon confirmed that the AIM-130 Amron had a lower probability success with small object targets. So there was error, is what they're saying, for small object targets. It had to be a bigger target for it to work effectively. Now, in an article by Newsweek titled, Scientists at NASA UAP Panels Shares Thoughts on Lake Huron UFO. They call it a UFO. And they, they said that it was described as octagonal and hoovering at 40,000 feet and had no means of propulsion or lift. Now, Professor Joshua Semter with electrical and computer engineering uh, made that, that statement for the Center for Space Physics at Boston University. And originally, the White House had not disclosed that the first missile did not strike the target. But NORTHCOM and NORAD General uh, Glenn Van Herc told reporters on Sunday that it acquired and tar was acquiring and targeting the object, but it was difficult because of its small size. They chose to use the short-range AIM dash 9x sidewinders uh, which are capable of seeing the heat contrast between an object and the surrounding area so must be some some form of infrared detection it, it can detect the object uh, but the first missile failed to hit its target and um landed harmlessly in the water, which is interesting. Well, when you think about the Tic Tac UFO and the fact that it's been released to the public, the footage of the um, the Navy. In defense of Tic Tac and possibly the UAP over Iran, Sean Cahill, a former Navy officer 
who says he witnessed the so-called Tic Tac, famously sighting of the USS Nimitz aircraft carrier in 2004, urges followers on Twitter to not let those with agendas and cognitive blocks use the current balloon flap to muddy the water. So he doesn't think that this craft, in my mind, what he's saying is he doesn't think this craft was uh, had lift using balloons, but that it had some sort of electromagnetic tensor force lift where um, protons are moving in one direction and electrons are moving in the other. The protons are creating a force vector, electromagnetic force vector, at, that is um, canceling out the effect of gravity, is what I take that to mean in terms of how could you have an object at 40,000 feet without jets. And if, even with jets at that height, it would have to be run by a very sophisticated AI to maintain the stability so it doesn't flip over and, and dive to the earth. Um, so it'd have to have some stabilizer and probably a form of advanced AI to, to have that capability. Because, you know, you, you, can, you can fly hand jets um, where you're, you're standing on it and you have a jet that's per lifting you off the ground uh, and just by slightly adjusting your wrist your, and, your, and your shoulders, you're changing your trajectory and lift. But if you get in the wrong direction, you're going to dive into the earth. And that's why they usually do these um, demonstrations over water, knowing that if they make a mistake, they'll just fall uh, into the water below them. 